You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Welcome to A Step Further, the weekly ministry of Kingsway Christian Church, our podcast. We're so excited as we continue to work through our leverage series that Pastor Matt's doing such an awesome job with. How do we leverage our lives? How do we leverage our resources for the kingdom of God? We've been trying to really help you in your finances and the way you steward money uh, and today and perhaps how you're planning for your kids, how you're talking to your kids about money. So we're joined today by Brandon and Ashley Krager, leaders of a life group, members here at Kingsway, uh, CPAs, they, they do all kinds of things, a family of five, and so, or kids are five, family of seven, and so they've got lots to, to, of wisdom, lots of insight, lots of experiences to share with us. So guys, welcome. We, we want to get to know you first. So Ashley, how'd you guys meet? How did this all come to be for you guys? Thanks, Andy. So first, I do have to make a correction so no one kind of calls us or reaches out to us for tax advice. We are not CPAs. We're financial advisors. FAs. <laughs> so, um, but thanks, Andy. We are excited. We, um, both Brandon and I are financial advisors and we have five kids. So money and kids is definitely something that we know well. Um, so our story kind of began, we, Brandon and I met post-college and ironically, um, we were both working retail. So we are both were in the retail space when we first met, and now here we are both financial advisors. So it's kind of fun how that has um, kind of shaped um, our journey. So we met both um, just post out of high or post out of college and dated here in Indianapolis. And after we got married, we moved to northern Indiana, um, Elkhart, where we had our two two boys at that time. Um, and we, Brandon's from Northern Indiana, so that was, and he had a job um, in that area. So that's kind of what took us there. And during that time, we really felt kind of this tug on our hearts and this calling to do missions. Um, both Brandon and I have grown up doing short-term missions trips, and it's definitely something that we're both extremely passionate about. Um, and there was just an incredible opportunity that Brandon will kind of share a little bit more about. Um, and so we kind of did the radical thing. Um, and probably, you know, as advisors now, probably not the smartest financial thing. And we, you know, cashed out 401ks and sold everything we had and moved overseas to the Dominican to serve there. Um, after we served there for almost two years, and then when returning, we landed back here in this kind of Indianapolis area, closer to my family. Um, we, When we were in um, Elkhart area, we would come home and my parents attend here at Kingsway as well. So our young, our older boys, they've been in the kids ministry since they've been really, really little. But we actually joined about almost 10 years ago when we when we came back from, from the mission field. So Good recap. And then the mission field, maybe some not wise financial decisions, Ashley said, but God doesn't always ask us <laughs> to make sense, right? He says, take this call. So what made you take that leap to the Dominican? Yeah, that was a that was definitely a step of faith, but one that we don't regret. Um, and so, yeah, when we're talking about finances, sometimes, you know, the generosity or or, or the, the giving aspect of it is just really needs to be spirit-led and not, you know, might not always make the most financial sense to do it because obviously – cashing out a 401k of something that you have a goal towards the future um, in today's society might not make a good financial sense, but we felt peace with it. God 
saw us through. He gave us everything we needed. And we wanted to make sure we went to the mission field completely debt-free. And the people that were supporting us knew that it was going towards the cause and, and towards that mission. Um, and he never, I mean, so those are some of the, the times where, you know, kind of where we had nothing, but yet God always came through. So when you're following his lead, uh, you know, so we're talking about kids and things like that. We definitely tried to incorporate that with them that, you know, if you're following God, he's going to take care of your needs. Um, and, and so, you know, make sure you're stay within his will. And um, so, so that's, you know, so the, the time in the Dominican really shaped our view of, of money and kind of changed our perspective, I guess, of things. So when you're in a third world country with people that have not much of anything and they're the most joyous people uh, and they're the most giving people, you know, I can remember times we we're in a village and, you know, people that have nothing run to the store and buy you a Coke, even though you know that they don't, they don't even have those funds to, to do that for their own family, but they, you know, are generous to you. Um, is definitely life-changing and something that we want to incorporate with our kids to continue to um, show them what it's like to live in other countries or even here domestically, even with some of the um, ministries that Kingsway supports here locally. I think is the key that we learned over there is bottom line is none of this money is ours anyways. It's all God's. You know, if, if you've been blessed with some of it, make sure you're using it for his kingdom. Um, and so that's kind of what I think shaped some of our, our thoughts in that and what we want to teach our kids. So what do those conversations look like? You've got teenagers, uh, you've got elementary school kids. Uh, what, what do those look like for each of those uh, conversations is, is one different than the other have you learned as you gone along the way oh definitely um, with our five I would say our, our twins are seven so they're still very young and and they're I mean we're we're kind of starting with the basics you know in those young ages of really just kind of understanding what is money and you know with the twins especially we don't typically carry a lot of cash. We're, I mean, in the environment that we're in, where everything's kind of moving toward this cashless system, and and so they see us using our cards all the time. And so, just really educating them on what is this card and how is it connected to an account, or you know, is this money that's borrowed? Is this money that you have in the account? And really, I mean, just trying to educate them. So that, you know, they don't think that, oh, the card, I can buy whatever I want. So that's, I feel like, you know, something really important, I think, as parents now, really just making sure your kids understand when you're swiping that card, where's that money coming from? Um, Now, with our older three boys, they're all so different. Um, We've got from... One being like I, we always say, he's going to be in our chairs someday. He's our little investor. Um, he's very passionate about not just saving his money, but making his money grow. And so that's been really cool for us, obviously, as financial advisors, to have that um, kind of kid that's really interested in that. We have another son that if he has any money coming to him, it is already designated spent. Like he already knows where that's going. Um, And then we have another one who works very, very hard um, and 
has more of those goals of, okay, I'm saving, but I, I, you know, he works hard, he makes great money, um, but he, he knows what he's, he will eventually spend, but he knows exactly what he's, you know, working toward and why he's, you know, saving that money. So do you feel like you have to guide them towards other things or do you really let them kind of sit in that strength? You know, the investor, you're, that, that, that's probably a pretty easy one. You're going to show him how to invest. You're going to, and we can talk about ways you do that, but you know, if someone's a spender, I've got two kids and they're very different. One wants to invest and, and the other, she loves to give to others. And so that's, yeah. that's a good thing. But are, would you say you focus more on their strength or are you really shaping them towards their weaknesses and what they you know, need to do? Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is all of our kids are so different, but Brandon and I are so different. And being that we're both financial advisors, he's definitely more of the saver mentality. Um, He's more kind of planned out in certain ways. I'm kind of more of that, you know, if I feel led, like, let's do it, let's go. And like kind of more spirit led. And so I think that like, we both have strengths, but there's, it's also really important to, okay, even though I'm probably more of obviously more of the spender, but there's, there's kind of a grounding in, you know, a foundation that even though you have that, that's not an excuse to like, oh, I can never save because I'm a spender. That's my mentality. But really using those strengths and, you know, the areas that you're strong in, you know, allowing God to really work within you on in that area. And then those areas that, you know, need more discipline, you know, definitely being more structured and disciplined for sure. Yeah. And just to piggyback on that, you know, we, I, I think we do have a, kind of a concept of teaching our kids that, you know, with this money, you really should be saving it. You're going to be spending some of it, mm-hmm. but you're also going to be giving it and really teaching that giving part as a part of those principles that it is not all ours. Um, and so the giving thing is, is important. Um, to teach them too. And, and each kid is different in that aspect too. I remember, you know, when we were coming off the mission field and I forget how old our young, our, our oldest was at the time, but he got some money from selling a, an animal at 4-H and we had heard, and we were going to the, back to the Dominican for a couple projects that we were doing. And he had heard that we wanted to put a, a concrete floor in for a family that had been living on a dirt floor for, you know, it was a family that had four or five kids just like us. And they were living on a dirt floor for years and years. And, hey, for X amount of dollars, we could put in a concrete floor. And he said, well, let's just use all this money. And, and even us as parents, you know, we were kind of like, well, maybe maybe we should just use half of that. or But, but no, he was bound to determine, and we said, absolutely, let's do it. And so we were able to go and experience that, and that was an experience we'll remember forever, and so will he. Um, so really teaching that. But, again, every kid's different, and so I think you do have to, you know, give them. We want to teach them, okay, here's some of these principles. Give them some flexibility to you know, incorporate them how they see fit, but also lead them along the way because not everybody's going to naturally save, not everybody's going to naturally give. But if you're going to be disciplined, we want to try to teach and hone in on those disciplines. Um, and and so, so, you know, we opened up for our three older kids. We've been things practically like opened up debit cards and when they get money in from something they either work for or got birthday money or you know they put it in there and you know we're tied to that account so we can kind of see where money's going but they have some access even at a younger age that will teach them 
you know, okay, do I really need this thing or am I saving for something in the future? Or, you know, have I given what I'm supposed to be giving or, or tithing this money? And so kind of teaching those principles as we go, but, but also leading them, um, you know, in that direction. But What age is good to open up a debit card with them to open up these, these gifts? What would you say is kind of the the bottom of that, I, I'm sure it's based on kid and responsibility and that type of thing. But is there, you know, a minimum you would say? I don't know that there's there's a uh, well. I mean, for us, it was uh, we have a ten year old that has you know has that and has a little bit on a debit card, and he actually is the ones that was like I he's he's one that saved here at church. You know, they have the cash. What is it? The uh, kids, cash, yeah. kids cash. I think he saved up two hundred dollars of kids cash <laughs> and never never spent it. And we're like you know, this program might go away someday. And sure enough, it did. But so I don't know if that taught him the best lesson to save it till it disappears. But, um, but anyways, the, you know, to, so, so he's the one that actually is a 10 year old. He's like, Hey, teach me about what a stock is. And so we, we, we did that. But, um, so I, I don't think, again, every kid is different. So I think it's, it depends on, you know, what they can, what they can handle and, yeah. and so forth. But yeah, our 10 year old and up have, have a have a debit card that they can you know track and yeah. see uh what they're spending and oh man my debit card's down to almost zero what happened they can look back oh yeah i spent it on things i probably regret you yeah. know whatever yeah last topic a uh, 529 plan i I've see, you see this a lot of places I, I go to the reds game down in cincinnati and they have you know a booth up and i'm like oh, i don't know you know I, I think of it as investing for college for my kids I, I probably should do that it's probably too late to it's not never too late but i probably should have done it a while ago but there are benefits now for parents with kids in private school, like like Kingsway or somewhere else, uh, Ashley, kind of unpack for the parents what a 529 plan could look like for their family. Yeah, this is an area that I am extremely passionate about. I love talking to parents, grandparents, anybody that knows a kid, really. I mean, it, you don't have to just be the parent to benefit from a 529 plan. Um, in the past couple years, a lot of there have been a lot of kind of improvements and changes to 529 plans. You know, most people kind of have in their mind 529 plan. That's a college. You know, that's a four-year you know university or a college. Um, you know, maybe you might think I fall into the ballpark of my kids are going to get scholarships, so their school is going to get paid for. I don't need to fund a 529. Or maybe you're a military family and you're you're education, your kid's education will be paid for through the military. Um, There's so many kind of things that we assume that, okay, well, I don't, I don't benefit for this. This is not, you know, something for me. However, because of all the changes made to the accounts in the last couple years, you can use 529 plans for, you know, literally just to run money through if you've got kids K through 12 in a private school. So, you know, a lot of families here, if you've got kids at Kingsway or Covenant, you can run money through that. Um, Indiana has one of the most favorable tax advantaged accounts. Um, So that's really cool to represent Indiana. I don't know a lot of the details on some of the other states, but really knowing that Indiana, um, one of the big things is you can get 20% 20 Indiana state tax credit 
up to $1,000. So if you put in $5,000 into that account, you're going to get $1,000 back. So it's kind of a no brainer as far as, you know, if you're using it as an investment tool, if you're using it to run money through, um, there's just a lot of really great ways to, to, you know, to save in those in the, in ways that you're already spending that money, so whether that's now or for the future, um, and there's so much more, and we could I could probably do an entire podcast just on 529 plans and the benefits and just all of the many different ways that you can use it and what now is considered a qualified expense. Um, apprenticeships are qualified expenses, room and board, um, computers textbooks. I mean, there's just an unlimited amount of things that you can use this money for. Here recently, President Trump um, passed in 2019 that you can use it even towards student loan debt. So, I mean, and there's obviously limitations and things around that. So it's just, so I'm extremely passionate just to kind of get the word out that like, hey, this is not just for four-year college or, you know, university schools, but there's just a lot of things that you can use and have advantages today. And like I said, you know, parents can take advantage of that tax credit. Grandparents can fund, um, you know, aunts, uncles. I mean, it's, it's unlimited, so... Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate your wisdom and your insights, some great stories as well. If you want to connect with Brandon and Ashley, feel free to email me, alynch at kingswaychurch.org. If anything they said brought up a question, I know they would love to sit down and talk with you. Um, but thank you so much for today. Thank you for joining us here on A Step Further.